chapter twelve of toronto the conqueror by ray cummings this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva tara i must revert now to those moments in the tower room when tarano dissolved the isolation barrage which wolfgar had thrown around us georg escaped as i have recounted tarano there in the tower room rendered me unconscious i came to myself on the broad divan and found elza bending over me i sat up dizzily with the room reeling jock jock dear she made me lie back until i could feel the blood returning to my clammy face and the room steadied and the clanging of the gongs in my ears died away i why i'm all right i gasped and i lay there clinging to her hand dear little elza in that moment of relief that i had come to my senses she could not hide the love which even now was unspoken between us tarano i lay there weak and faint but with the pressure of elza's hand i did not fear that this tarano could win her from me wolfgar was standing across the room from us he came forward you did not die he said and smiled i told her you would not die it was now morning wolfgar and elza told me i had been unconscious some hours we were still imprisoned as before in the tower georg had escaped with maida they said or at least they hoped so and they described the burning of the other tower the city had been in a turmoil it still was i could hear now the shouts of the crowd outside and turning as i lay there through the casement i could see the blackened and still smoking ruins of midas tower the broken iron terrace the spider bridge melted away hanging loose and dangling like an aimless pendulum the latest news elza and wolfgar could not give me the instrument room of our tower had been disconnected by tarano when he left some hours before as they said it we heard a familiar buzz then the drone of an announcer's voice tarano's guard had doubtless observed my recovery and had had orders to throw current into our instruments strange man this tarano he wished the news spread before us again confident of his own dominance over every crisis he wanted elza and me to hear it as it came from the discs we went into the instrument room i found myself weak but quite uninjured elza left us there and went to prepare food which i needed to strengthen me the public events of those hours and days following i have recounted as georg saw them and took part in them in washington we observed them here in the tower with alternate hopes and fears our life of imprisonment went on much as before occasionally tarano visited us always making us sit like children before him while at his ease he reclined on our divan but he would never give us much real information the man always was an enigma your friend georg has a wonderful plan he announced to us ironically early one evening he smiled his caustic smile 
you have seen the tape yes i said it was georg's plan to address with maida the publics of earth venus and mars tarrano nodded he and the princess are going to convince everyone that i am an impostor i did not answer that and abruptly he chuckled that would be unfortunate for me if they could do that do you think they'll be able to i hope so i said he laughed openly of course but they will not that long note of mine to your government you read it naturally but you didn't read in it my secret instructions to my agents in washington did you well they were there in it my commands the letters ending its words made another message he was amused at our discomfiture simple enough yet really an intricate code in itself it made the phrasing of the main note a little difficult to compose that was all he sat up with his accustomed snap of alertness and his face turned grim georg will never address his audience nor the princess she will never appear before those sending mirrors i have seen to that again he was chuckling no no i could not let them do a thing like that they might turn people against me elza began indignantly you you are his gesture checked her your brother is quite safe lady elza and the princess maida also indeed they are on the point of falling in love with each other natural and perfectly right it is as i would have it his strong brown fingers were rubbing each other with his satisfaction curious lady elza how fortunate i am in all my plans i don't think you are i said our government has you a prisoner here they didn't withdraw the patrol as you demanded did they he frowned a trifle no that was too bad i rather hoped they would it would have been a stupid thing for them to do but still i almost thought they'd do it i shook my head what they will do is sweep down here and overwhelm you you think so yes he shifted himself to a more comfortable position they are playing for time so that when i fail to produce the model as i agreed then the public will realize i am not to be trusted exactly i said well i am playing for time also he seemed so willing to discuss the thing that i grew bolder what have you to gain by playing for time i demanded he stared you would question me jack hallen how absurd he looked at elza as though to share with her his amazement at my temerity wolfgar said suddenly to tarrano you will gain nothing tarrano's face went impassive i understood him better now that cold inscrutable look often concealed his strongest emotions he said evenly i should prefer you not to address me wolfgar a traitor such as you the sound of your voice offends me it struck me then as very strange as it had for days before 
that tarrano should have failed to punish wolfgar i would have expected death least of all that tarrano would have allowed wolfgar to live here in the tower in comparative ease and comfort tarrano's words now answered my unspoken questions he was not looking at wolfgar but at elza you wolfgar deserve death you know why i cannot kill you why i let you stay here in the tower a faint almost wistful smile parted his thin lips he did not take his eyes from elza i am greatly handicapped wolfgar the lady elza here would not like to have me put you to death she would not even care to have me mistreat you she is very tender-hearted he raised a deprecating hand ah lady elza does that surprise you you never told me i must be lenient with this traitor of course not i elza began but he stopped her you see lady elza i have already learned to obey you he was smiling very gently learn to obey even your unspoken commands i wondered how much of this attitude might be sincere and how much calculated trickery could elza indeed control him she must have had much the same thought for she said with a forced smile you give me a great deal of power if you wish to obey me you'll set us free send us all to washington that amused him ah but i cannot do that she gained confidence you are willing to be very gracious in things which do not inconvenience you tarrano it is not very impressive he looked hurt you misinterpret i will do for you anything i can but you must remember lady elza that my judgment is better than yours i would not let you lead us into disaster you are a gentle little woman your instincts are toward humane treatment of every one toward mercy rather than justice in all such things i shall be guided by you justice tempered with mercy a union very very beautiful lady elza but you see beyond that you are wrong i am a man and in the big things i must dominate it is i who guide and you who follow you see that don't you the sincerity in his voice was unmistakable and my heart sank as i watched elza her gaze fell and a flush mantled her cheeks tarrano added quietly we shall have no difficulty you and i lady elza each of us a place and a duty a destiny together he broke off and rose quickly to his feet enough i have been weak to say so much as this he turned to leave us and i became aware of a woman's figure standing in the shadows of the archway across the room she started forward as tarrano glanced her way a venus woman of the cold country yet obviously one of good birth and breeding a woman of perhaps thirty years beautiful in the venus cast dressed in the conventional bodice breastplates and short skirt 
with gray stockings and sandals within the room she regarded tarrano silently there was about her a quiet dignity she stood with her tall slim figure drawn to its full height her pure white hair was coiled upon her head with a rich metal ornament to fasten it and from it a mantle of shimmering blue fabric hung down her back tarrano said what are you doing up here i told you to wait below her face showed no emotion but there was a glitter to her eyes a glow in their gray depths like alumite in a hydro flame of a torch she said slowly master i think it would be very correct if you would let me stay here and serve the lady elsa i told you that before but you would not listen tarrano with sudden decision swung toward elza this is the elta footnote fourteen tara she was concerned that i should allow you to dwell here alone with this jock Hallen and this traitor from mars his tone conveyed infinite contempt for us footnote fourteen elta a term or title denoting rank by birth the woman said quickly the lady elza would be glad of my companionship she shot a swift glance at elza what it was meant to convey i could not have said perhaps elza understood it or thought she did she spoke up i would like to have you very much indeed she added to tarrano and there was on her face a look of feminine guile you of course could not refuse me so small a favor after all your protestations he gestured impatiently very well he added to tara you will serve the lady elza as she directs he stalked away into the darkened passage in the gloom there he stopped and again faced us the light from a small blue tube in there illumined him dimly he was smiling ironically i shall maintain the instruments for you the mirrors will show you georg and maida they are just about arriving at the mountain station watch them you will see how far they progress with their wonderful speeches he left us we heard his measured tread as he stalked down the tower incline the barrage about the tower was lifted momentarily as he went out then it came on again with its glow beyond our casements and its low electrical whine i was just turning back to the room when a sound behind me made me face sharply about my heart leaped into my throat the woman tara had produced from about her person a weapon of some kind she thought she was unobserved but from the angle at which i stood i saw her a gleaming metal object was in her hand and then she launched it a small flat disc of metal thin and with its circular edge keen as a knife-blade whirling with a very soft hum hardly audible it left her hand and floated upward across the room circling the casements up near the ceiling and then heading downward straight for elza and i saw too that the woman was guiding it by a tiny radio control the thing was so unexpected that i stood gaping but only for an instant i saw the deadly whirling knife disc sailing for elza it would strike her shear her white throat 
with a shout of horror and anger i leaped for the woman but wolfgar too had seen the disc and he went into action quicker than i the divan was beside him he snatched up a pillow flung it upward at the disc the soft pillow struck the disc together entangled they fell harmlessly to the floor i was upon the woman snatching the handle of the control wire from her hand wrenching its connection loose from her robe under my onslaught she fell and i kneeled beside her gripping her while she tore at me and screamed with hysterical murderous frenzy End of chapter twelve